Okay, I've recorded. <laughs> All right, and um, I'm going to stop trying to pretend like I'm leading this podcast. <sighs> okay, unless you really want to host, I'll let you have it. I don't. I don't even know what the fuck we're talking about today. Fan subbing. <laughs> In three, two, one. Clap. Oh, shit, I did it wrong. Oh, no. <laughs> you were anticipating, you bitch. You want me to do it again? Whatever. All right, in three, two, one, clap. Okay. Whatever. Did you not even <laughs> fix clap, it John? in post? I'll fix it. No, I oh. did. It's just really quiet. <laughs> wow. Okay. I thought I heard it, but I wasn't sure. I'll fix it in anyway. post. God damn it. everyone and welcome to anime club after dark the podcast that delves into all things anime manga and otaku culture related i'm your host alex but you can call me senpai and joining me tonight we have our czar of source material john i'll fix it in post it's become your new fucking catchphrase around here oh god if you always only heard some of the stuff that goes on before we start recording and our chivalry of shota shotaro okay boomer <laughs> and that's something wow. you keep saying to me and it's not getting any funnier. It's, Actually, but it is getting more accurate. <laughs> you bitch. Uh, the shot of my age. Okay, so tonight on the podcast, uh, we're going to be discussing something that we all have personally talked about a lot behind the scenes, but we never really actually had a full episode devoted uh, to this topic. And we're going to be talking about some of the ethical issues regarding... Uh, things like fan subbing and fan translation, sometimes collectively called simply fanlation, of uh, things like anime, manga, light novels, and the like. Now, before we get started, I want to say something very perfectly clear. Now, I, I think I speak for everyone. If, if you two are going to say something any different, please speak up now. But this, what we're going to be talking about tonight is not, should not be taken as an endorsement or um, an... Uh, ableization shall we say of piracy on our part we uh, here at here. anime club after dark do not condone or endorse the using and the pirating of any copyrighted material for any business questions please email um insert alex's email here and <laughs> he and his lawyers will get back to you as soon as Excuse possible me. his lawyers are just alex in a different wig <laughs> yeah you're not wrong. Uh, yeah, I, I, I felt like we, I should point that out there. Like, we're going to be talking about it tonight for what it actually is, but just because we're talking about it and the fact that, yeah, I mean, I will admit that I have used pirated sources before. I think we all have at some point or another to some degree. Just because we've used it doesn't necessarily mean we condone it and we don't think that you shouldn't support authors and manga and directors that you like if you can. I'd yeah. just like to say that's, like, hypocritical, but sure. <laughs> I'm not saying it's not hypocritical because we all have used it, but I'm saying that if you can support them, you should. Definitely, yeah. I agree. I would argue that uh, using it in and of itself condones it, but I guess that's kind of off topic. That, that yeah, um, that's kind of an existential we, like, question. Do what we say, not what we do, okay? Yes, yeah. absolutely, all the time, because... Well, quite frankly, shows a bitch sometimes. Don't do that. <laughs> anyway, um, so, uh, I mean, a, a brief explanation, I guess, if you're completely unsure as to what we're talking about. So, fan subbing slash fanlation. Um, uh, there's, there's groups of people out there. They're usually young. A lot of them are in high school, college. Um, these people who do this, um, they're learning or uh, have learned the Japanese language at some point. And I feel like you're a like doing a people... crime profile right now. <laughs> so, I, just, I wanted to around give a brief 20, you know, five foot eight. I just can I continue now. Okay. <laughs> um, I don't know what the um, age has he's... to do, but go ahead. 
<laughs> I'm going to strangle you. It's, it's just to give a little background on what we know about. Okay, I'm just curious. How do you okay? get this information? Where did you get this information from? <laughs> because most people. Most people who do fan subbing and fan translations of manga and light novels do tend to be on the younger side. You know the so, ages of your fan leaders. A little bit, because if you actually go to your fan leaders' websites, like they ask to go read their um, translated material, they will give a little bit of information of like, yeah, I'm just the 20-year-old kid in college. I'm doing this as a side project. I like this How series. long they've been known the Japanese language? Yeah, so yeah. you, you kind of get a little bit of information if you, you know, give credit where credit is due and visit their page show. Yeah, yeah. I've never done that before. Yeah, you probably just read it on manga aggregate sites. Like yeah, exactly. Like a lot or something. Honey, the less work I have to do, the better. <laughs> As I we mean, censor those in posts. I'm not going to censor it. Everyone knows. <laughs> you just you fucking Google free manga website reader or whatever you'll get like manga reader um i don't know any other ones <laughs> that's the only one you've ever used honestly no. i don't even actually use manga aggregator websites anymore because they don't even have everything i want so they don't aggregate as they should as they promised you they lied to me so what's the point so this is a very good point to bring up um one reason for a lot of piracy in the industry is that you just can't get everything you want in a single place, right? You can't always get what you... I'm so sorry, I'll stop now. I don't even know what song that is, man. It's good. You can't always get what you want. I this, okay, Circa 1950? <laughs> Alex is an old man. Okay, Zoomer. I'm not even a Zoomer. I'm a millennial. Jeez. I'm not talking to you. I'm talking to him. I was born a- five days ago. Oh, shit. All right. Well, <laughs> what we're here to talk about is, uh, <laughs> is, is fanlation wrong? Um, you know, that's a very loaded question. It's very heavy. Ended. It is. Um, morally, it, it's, it's, it's bad. Yeah. Like you're stealing work and not giving money to the people who make it. Um, ethically, it's even worse because, you know, you're stealing money. Personally, I enjoy fanlations. Not gonna <laughs> lie. Um, my main reason is just that, if, for example, like I, I love the Overlord series. I love reading it. Um, I'm too spoiled to go and learn Moon Runes. So <laughs> other people got to do it for me, and I will gladly support them if they <laughs> translate my Moon Runes for me. Because I get it like, you know, a month after it's released in Japan. Uh, I do buy, I have all the official Yen Press novels. Um, I buy them as soon as they come out, but the problem really is that they don't come out as soon as Japan, and, you know, I'm fucking, I'm a source whore. I want to know it right away, <laughs> and I just refuse to learn Moon Rune. It's, it's, it's interesting that you bring up Overlord, because recently um, the author of Overlord, uh, Kagane Maruyama, uh, I guess he he had no idea that his novels are being fan translated, and he was like really depressed about it. So like it's like I'm I'm so sad this is happening. I'm gonna just have to end the fucking story early now. Well, all right. So to understand a little bit about Maruyama, he works really hard. Uh, he gets really in his zone when he writes Overlord's light novel, especially with his editor. Uh, the web novel was pretty shit. Because it starts great, but then it ends really shittily. And the when he got the light novel, it kind of was like revitalized and like, oh, he can change the story a little bit and make it end better. And he puts in a lot of work. He he keeps making longer and longer novels, which is good. You know, I love that. I love I've noticed that because I've started buying the physical volumes and they keep getting bigger yeah. and bigger and so, bigger as you go along. So as a content creator, he feels like he's being cheated because there are people who are viewing his work without paying for it. And I understand that, you know, like, this is your baby, you know, you've worked, you put countless hours into it, and it just seems like people don't care when they buy it, or when they read it illegally off of a website, and Mm -hmm. it's true, but like I said, I'm, I'm fucking right in English, Mariama, I'll fucking buy it, like, wow, (laughs) if, if I had access to it in English as fast as, like, the fanlations, and I could buy it legally, I would. 
that's the main reason that I believe, like, I enjoy fan relations just because, like, just like the people in Japan, like, everyone else who consumes this media, we want it ASAP, you know? Why do you think Crunchyroll got so fucking popular and they realized the idea of, oh, shit, we should translate and sub this anime episode, like, four hours before it, after it airs in Japan, or even sometimes, yeah. like, literally an hour and a half after it airs in Japan, it's up here in America, and people well, watch I, I it. I remember, well, when Crunchyroll first came out, I know Crunchyroll hates when people bring this up, but Crunchyroll was a pirate website when it first came out, when it first launched. Yeah, um, because... It's like, the first year and a half to two years of its existence, um, then it went legit, but I just remember when it actually did go legit, the idea of getting... Uh, professionally translated subtitles within like three to four hours after it aired in Japan was like, holy shit, what? Yeah, at first it wasn't it, even... Everyone was like, oh my god, yes, give me more. Well, the first the, when they first started doing it, it was because Naruto was super popular, right? Mm-hmm. And Yeah, that was like its big launching point. That's why people went to Crunchyroll in the first place to even watch anime because everyone could not be fucking arsed to go download it from Dot to Bio. And, um... <laughs> It was when I they, forgot about that site. I didn't. That's where I fucking back in the day with all my Naruto. Um, I used to watch Naruto on a Cartoon Network. Oh god, <laughs> fucking scrub. But main point being is that I remember when it first launched. It was like 16 hours after it aired in Japan, and to me that was insane. I was like, what? Yeah. Like only 16 hours after the airing in Japan? Like that's as fast as Less like fanations. Like. Fanlations like were very passionate about their projects and they would get the raw within two hours and then they'd have it subbed and ready to go within eight. And I was like, that's yeah. you know, that's what people want. But when Crunchyroll yeah. officially came out and they're like, Yeah, we can do it in like sixteen hours and it's official, I was like, That blew my mind. I was like, Oh my god. Yeah. So and like yeah, and by supporting us, you're supporting the industry. Of course, that's what they told us. Who knows if it was actually true back then? Yeah, but the fact that you could get it within the same day was just mind blowing, especially since it was an official yeah. release. And I guess this, this really just shows, like, people want their their shit, like, immediately, right? We're all little babies. Yeah. We need our fix, man. Just, like, just give us yeah, the anime. I, and I, I just remember when, when they started doing that, I, I believe it was, like, 15, 16 hours is when it when they first started doing that, when they were doing professional, uh, professionally produced subtitles. And then as the years went on, that that time frame kept getting shorter and shorter and shorter until they got down to like two hours. And I, I so, someone out there, correct me if I'm wrong in this. I think the first time they ever had one where it was an hour after it aired in Japan with professional subtitles was the first season of Attack on Titan. That I sounds a little late. Know. I'm sure there have been anime before that have been simul streamed on Crunchyroll. Maybe. Within Maybe. An hour. I just for some reason I, I remember oh I remember a ton of people signing up for Crunchyroll around the time that Attack on Titan was airing and well a lot of it had to do with the way that they were marketing it as like being the only place you could watch Attack on Titan um, officially and um, at least that soon after it aired in Japan and I just remember I, I know it had to be around that time though when they got that time frame down to around an hour after it aired in Japan. I just don't know if Attack on Titan was the first one. Maybe. So we've talked about how like we need our fix for the uh, anime as soon as it comes out. And that's what fan subbing has been giving us. And one could argue the existence of fan subbing has convinced like legitimate corporations that there is a market for this and has mm. given... Um, incentive to these corporations to actually uh, monetize and incorporate businesses surrounding simul streaming, and you could say that fanlation, or not fanlation, um, fan subbing has driven this industry to a point where you can stream a lot, or like, like most, if not all, of the relevant. Uh, airing anime can be simul streamed um but the thing is that the same can't really be said about manga uh the manga industry or the light novel industry definitely not the light novel industry has not reached the point where the anime industry is right now so can you say that there is like some sort of legitimacy to fan relations because just like anime Fan subbing has driven the industry to be better 
So do you think that fan relations is a necessary evil to drive the I industry think, to improve? I think that there's no doubt that fan relations over the years have led to the rise in popularity of anime, manga, and light novels in the West. I think there's absolutely no doubt of that. I think in that in that sense, you're absolutely right. So with uh, fan subbing, we've seen the impact that it has had on the industry and how it's pushed it forward to deliver the medium to more people more available everywhere but and faster with fanlation like there was there's this i think it was j novel right i forget j novel club yeah is it, j novel club used to be a um fanlation group and they got picked up to become official like releasers of stuff and it's it's slowly changing the like at least for manga and for uh light novels it's slowly changing the definitely scale. there's like but, a few like standout manga and light novels that do come out pretty quickly but not on such a scale that anime has gotten to yeah and there's certain and, and there's also certain publishers out there light novel and manga publishers who uh official manga and light novel publishers who are they're, they may not be like the quickest in translating what they do, but they are some of the best. And the thing that comes to mind, it's one of the newer ones, but it's Vertical, who have been doing the Monogatari series uh, translations of the light novels, and they're fantastically translated. They take a long time to come out, but they're fantastically translated. And my main point is just like anime as a medium, it's pretty hard to steal like the official releases. I remember one of the main concerns of like having an official anime release like official sub anime release was that there would be websites that would just steal it and then they'd just upload it to their own. But it's actually a lot harder than it seems. Uh, Crunchyroll has done a okay job at making sure people don't pirate their stuff. Um, pirates will always be pirates and they'll always find a way. But for the most part, I think anime is okayly safe. Um, light novels is a little bit different because translating a novel and then editing the novel it takes a long time right especially when you got like something like mariyama's overlord where you got over 700 pages of fucking shit to translate and they have a lot of fucking make-believe words that you're like all right i don't fucking know how to pronounce this and i don't know what it's supposed to like be spelled as because mm -hmm. they don't actually talk to like the creators and authors and stuff you kind of just have to take a guess but with um manga especially there's a lot of manga aggregate sites that just steal pages from people who just fanlate and it's kind of a terrible industry to be in because you have these translators who are doing it because they want to they like the project they're not trying to turn a profit like there are some don't get me wrong there are some fanlaters who try to turn a profit but there are others who are just like yeah we just need like five people to donate twenty dollars a month so we can keep our servers running like everyone does this in their spare time so don't fucking sweat us if we don't get something out right away this is a passion project. And for the most part, a lot of people are uh, understanding and accommodating, though we do have yep. the select few who are very entitled and they need to get the fuck off the internet or go learn moon runes and stop harassing people <laughs> who translate. Um, so that's why. But, I, well, let me ask you something. It's because some of these people get into it originally because they they want to learn the Japanese language and they use it as a way to to uh, increase their skills with Japanese. It's, it's something I did when I was learning Spanish. I would go into, I would buy English books and then just go translate passages from those books into Spanish. It's how I got better at Spanish. And I think it, it's, a, it's a legitimate way to learn a language, in my opinion, just going and translating you know fictional works into the language you're trying to learn. But then if you can share that with someone, is that necessarily considered wrong? Or should it be considered wrong? Well, again, <laughs> morally... Ethically, yeah. Personally, I I don't think there's anything wrong with it. <laughs> like, yeah, I can't. I mean, well, like I said, I can't. It, I can't. It is a it is a legitimate way to learn a language, though. I don't yeah, think well, it's I the mean, best. Well, I think the best yeah, way would be to immerse yourself with in pe with people yeah. that actually speak the language. But not well, everyone yes, that, can do that. So yeah, all things be equal. Yes, the best way to learn Japanese is to just go to Japan and never leave. Well, <laughs> because then you're forced to learn. I think the, the best, best way, way to, to learn... learn Japanese is to just listen to J-pop on repeat. <laughs> yeah, that's oh my how you god. I'm pretty sure that the best way to learn Japanese is just to watch anime with subtitles. Like I think the best that's, way see, to learn Japanese that's bullshit is to... because I've been doing that since 1996. I don't know a lick of Japanese. It's just oh, be an anime character. That's how you should learn Japanese. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 
just become an anime character. Got yeah. it. Mm-hmm. But yes, immersion is the best way to learn a language. Like you really can't ask for a better way to learn a language than to be thrown into the middle of a country where everyone speaks it but you. So you gotta fucking yeah. learn. Um, yeah, I, I, I feel like people share their works just because you know when they're they enjoy the work, right? When they're translating, for the most part, a lot of translators who do it enjoy what they're translating they're fans of the series as well and they understand that a huge chunk of people who enjoy the series do not speak japanese so it's kind of nice of them to just be like hey i'm doing this as practice and once i'm done with it here you guys can read it too like isn't this a great chapter and it's kind of this like little family of online community which is great um i just feel like the market for manga just manga especially a little bit of the web novels as well is not ready for uh, fan-related groups to become official because there's just too many works, in my opinion. Like There's too many uh, groups? Or too many yeah, mangas? There's too many manga out there okay. that you can't really... Like, how do you put a price on that? Even right now with the anime industry, we've got people with different streaming rights. Like, right now, I'm watching a bunch of my anime on Hulu instead of Crunchyroll because Crunchyroll doesn't have anything I want to watch. And, you know, this is where we hit that part of... Uh, what I was talking about earlier, it's, if it's not available and people still want it, they're going to fucking head to the, the high seas, man. Like, if yeah. if Crunchyroll and Hulu did not have a show that I wanted to watch and it was through a, a, a different provider, I'm like, fuck, dude, I already have Netflix, Hulu. I've got um, fucking Crunchyroll. I don't want to pay for Amazon another... Amazon Prime. <laughs> yeah, I don't want to pay for another subscription through some bullshit service. Like, fuck that noise. I'm just going to pirate that shit. And sure, quality drops when you go pirate... Um, there's nothing I can really do about that. Streaming online without an official source is pretty shit. Not gonna lie. Um, I for the first time I think it was two seasons ago. For the first time, I I streamed right on a um an illegal website, and uh, it was just it was a terrible experience. I was like, oh god, no wonder I pay for streaming stuff. <laughs> like, <laughs> well, you you say you say that the about the availability thing, and yeah. You know, every single season there's like 40 to 50 anime that come out um a lot of the big name ones end up getting picked up by some streaming services but you go further down the list there's more and more of a chance that those anime aren't going to get picked up by any streaming service so if you are if you're looking for some kind of really niche anime that's down on the seasonal airing charts i mean what is your recourse if it doesn't get picked up fucking go download it off of um baka subs or some shit <laughs> lol i mean you you say that I don't know how you watch illegal anime, but you say that like it drops on quality. But you can also like just torrent the official release, yeah, yeah and <laughs> it'll be a better quality than the actual official release because you're like, not streaming it. You're right. That's actually um, what I did with Funimation releases a while ago when I still had a sub to Funimation. I like I legitimately had a sub, and I tried to watch the shows, and it was just complete garbage. So I just torrented their official release and the torrent was better so i'm like okay i don't know why i have a sub to this but i'll just watch I mean, it yeah, <laughs> I, I, it's kind of why i dropped my subscription to funimation too and it, it, it amazes me they've had their online player for what a decade now maybe just a little bit more and it still has the same problems it has now as when it first came out it sucks yeah yeah so this is again another driving factor of why some people like fanlations more or fan subbing it's just the quality that these people put into these passion projects is a lot higher than these companies are willing to shell out for the Western audience. Well, actually, and, I don't think that's actually fanlation what we're talking about. That's just ripping. Well, I mean, like I said, it's you're right. Uh, if you go do the torrents, you can get like 1080p. Even some of them are in fucking 4K. Wow. And, okay. You should give me those torrents, honey. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna say um, if it's in 4K, someone has like rendered that in 4K. Yeah. It's not actually 4K. No, but it looks great and it's it's good quality. You know what I'm saying? And they're all in Markov files or MKV files, and it's just it's great. But <laughs> this is another reason why some people choose to torrent though to to, lead, to go to piracy. It's just it's quality issue availability it's quality and it's sometimes people are like fuck it like so, i'd like to give back but this is too much fucking work let me just go to this one website that i know that updates on a fucking schedule first of all they have a fucking tight schedule and they they stick to it pretty fucking well 
and you just I also like how so many there's so many fanlation groups that if they if something happens and they miss their release schedule they like apologize profusely for it for days well because they know that a lot of people who pro what's the word I'm looking for who go around their site uh they they expect a certain level of quality and they have the set schedule like you know Japan does that too you know with the whole train system like if it's like 15 mm. seconds late or 15 seconds early they apologize like you get a pass sorry we fucked up your day by you know not adhering to our schedule that is super strict that everyone needs to follow all these yeah. fan leaders must be canadian <laughs> <laughs> cuz they're constantly apologizing exactly i mean maybe canadians do love to apologize we do sorry yeah sorry Sorry, eh? Sorry, 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 eh? Yeah, God, that's so the racist. exact accent we use, correct? So I've heard... Sorry, how about the maple leaves, eh? How about okay. the maple leaves, eh? How about the maple leaves, eh? We're not here to make fun of super lovers. Let's let's continue. How about some Timbits? Okay. <laughs> also, Timbits are pretty good, though. Tim- I don't, I'm not Canadian. I don't know the f- I'm 100% American. Get out of here. Anyway. Fuck, so where were we? I'm lost I've now. heard the... Uh, argument that um fanlation is a good like alternative to uh official streams and that like if an official stream is not up to your standards there's always fanlation and that's a good like alternate option that drives the official streams to become better like funimation like if, if without official streams funimation would not have an incentive to get better, even though they still haven't gotten better. <clears throat> say, um, they may have the incentive; they're st- they're not listening to it. But I've also heard the argument that the inset- the punishment for being a bad streaming service is not that the viewer w- should go watch a pirated version; is that the viewer should just not watch it at all, um, like boycott it, and. I don't know which one is morally correct. Honestly, I think economically that it's more better for the streaming services for fanlation to exist because I'm like, if we boycott it, honestly, I'm just going to forget about it and then I'm not going to ever go back to the official streaming service and they'll never ever get my money back. But if the alternative is always there, you know, that's always going to be on my mind. It's always going to be like part of like my I'm already always going to be interested in that specific IP. So if the official streaming service ever does get better, you know, I actually have an incentive to go back. So it's a little complicated, but I've, <laughs> I've, I feel like the fanlation is doing some good. Okay. I can see your point. Um, whenever I don't, I pirate for Chinese anime, specifically Chinese anime, all the time. Isn't all because, anime Chinese anime? Yeah, basically. <laughs> um, like King's Avatar, I really enjoy the novel series. I had no way to watch it other than on YouTube uh, at the beginning, and then I found some other like anime streaming sites that had it, the illegal streaming sites. And I watched it, and it wasn't great, but it, I'm a fan of the series, you know? If it ever gets an official English-like release, I'll fucking buy it. And that's kind of where I stand with it. Um, With Overlord, for example, when I first saw it, I was like, I need to read this. And there wasn't an English, like, translation yet, like, official Yen Press release yet. So I said, fuck it, I'll fucking read it off of this website. And I, for the next, I want to say, month? It's like five weeks. I read the first volume all the way up to volume, I think it was at volume 7 at the time. Volume 6 or 7, I read all of it. And I was just fucking hooked, right? And thanks to this fanlation website, I, I was a fan and I'm, I'm buying the official shit now. Like, if, if it was available in English, I might have not done it because the translation sometimes in uh, English is not quality enough, in my opinion. Um, I can say the same about Death March, the official like English translation, I did not like it. It, I just didn't like it, man. Like they literally translated a couple of the words and I was like, I don't really like how you literally translated it. Um, I don't like how you changed some names. Um, and also this release schedule is fucking whack, man. (laughs) 
So a similar argument could be made for uh, Netflix's recent uh, re I guess you would say a re-release of Evangelion. Yeah. Um, so Evangelion has now had two official like subtitle releases. Uh, I think the general consensus among most people, myself included, is that the original subtitles are better. Um, but you know, both of those were produced professionally, so you can have some of the same issues that you get with um, uh, fan-related stuff as you do with professional stuff. So it's not – going professional does not always guarantee quality. Yeah, and <laughs> some people may hate me for saying this, but in some fan-subbed um, anime, I kind of like it when they throw in, like, a little translator's note so I can understand the joke better. <laughs> like i'm not hey hey john what? john kikaku means plan oh yeah um what's that fucking word nakama means friend that's what i was thinking of <laughs> honestly i think friend is a bad translation of nakama yeah because it's more like comrades in arms and yes it's deep, has i a prefer comrade because that. that makes more sense in context yeah but then comrade <laughs> yeah see but when you say comrade the ussr theme starts playing in my head and it's amazing when you say comrade to anyone in the United States, they immediately think like fucking communists, right? <laughs> like anyway, um, but yeah, it, like when I watched um the Monogatari series, Monogatari series, I fucking pronounce it, the Bake series, the Manogatari series, the Bake Manogatari series. <laughs> uh, there's a lot of fucking Japanese puns in there that I it goes way over my head because I don't speak Japanese, but. Thanks to the fan sub and their wonderful translators leaving me notes, like I got the jokes. I was like, "Oh, that makes oh okay, that's cool." You know, um, I will say uh, one of the one of the things you, you mentioned the Monogatari series. I want to bring this up specifically. So there's a scene in um, is it Bake or Nisa? I can't remember now. It may have actually been in the second season now. And now that I think about it, but it's a scene where uh, Aragi asks um, Hanakawa to do a tongue twister. And I don't even know what the fuck they're actually saying in Japanese, but they actually translated it as an English tongue twister. I'm thinking, thank God. <laughs> because that wouldn't have made any sense if you actually gave me the literal translation. Well, maybe. I mean, you would hear what they say. so. Oh, yeah, I would hear what they say. And in Japanese, it sounds like a tongue twister. But if they actually spelled it out, I'm thinking, well, this isn't a tongue twister. True. There's some people that just, like, read the subs literally and then don't listen to what the people are saying. And then, like, if you literally just listen to, like, what they're saying, I feel like it would make more sense rather than just looking at the subs in a vacuum. But... (laughs) Um, but I think that's all. I think that's that's a legitimate like comparison between you know literally translating uh, what is being said versus having some artistic license and making it translate better into whatever language you're trying to do. Uh, Natai and I have talked about this about how translation is just as much, if not more, interpretation than it is actual translation, mm-hmm. like literal translation from one to one. Honestly, I prefer literal translation for anime. Because I can, like, hear the nuances in, like, the voice. Whereas in manga and light novels, I want, um, what was what was the other the literal? Interpretive. interpretive. I want interpretive translation from manga and uh, light novels because I have no other reference to what they're saying. So I, you, only the words are there, so I need the words themselves to give me the tone. I would say that's du- that's doubly true of light novels specifically because it's just blocks and blocks of text. Whereas with a manga, you can say that you know certain words can go with certain images. Well, <coughs> oh excuse me. So, in he's dying. I am dying. We're all dying slowly. Let's be honest. Oh, um, oh my. <laughs> in manga, they it's, got dark. it's like they also have wordplay and puns, right? And mm-hmm. it's really hard to translate that into an official. Like, you can't literally translate that because it doesn't make any sense because we're not Japanese, you know? That's why we have sandwiches instead of onigiri, like in Pokemon. Oh, God. <laughs> no, donuts. <laughs> and donuts. Donuts, not sandwiches. <laughs> and, um, yeah, that's kind of, like, one of the uh, things. It, it really depends. Like, I like to believe that I know a little bit more about Japan than the average reader because I know a little bit more and I 
you know, do self-research sometimes because I'm bored and I'm like, hey, this looks like an interesting thing. And I like it when they do it literally and just leave me a little note of why it means it because it, it gives me more insight to the Japanese, like, humor, the psyche, the culture. Mm-hmm. Um, this is kind of why I don't like some official – again, I don't like so – there's just some official translations where they're just like, fuck it. The audience who are going to read or watch this won't even understand the joke, so let's replace it with something else. And or I, I or it's even worse when they try that when you can tell they're trying way too hard. Why they're, they say like, like three good words. example is well, no I'm saying a good example is the uh, Phoenix Wright Ace Attorney visual novels. Okay, um, they try so hard in the official translations to convince you that they're actually in America. <laughs> like it's like and they're the, these people are eating fucking ramen bowls and. <laughs> Yeah, and I I forget what it is they actually try and say now, but it's hamburgers. like so, oh hamburgers, yeah. hamburgers. They try to convince you that ramen bowls are hamburgers. Yeah, um, <clears throat> that's kind of a localization thing, right? Because yeah, an American audience like in, if you did not say that Phoenix Wright was a Japanese game, I still would have noticed because first of all, there's a lot of Japanese settings, like with us and imagery and imagery. However, they do also have a lot of European imagery, like when they're at the um, Watergate Hotel and they're like at a circus and it's like, this doesn't look like it's in Japan at all. Like, what the fuck, dude? So that's kind of, I feel like it's just, it's a thing to make it more localized is why they do it. It makes it more comfortable. Yeah. And also they changed all the names and like in Japanese, all of the names in Phoenix, right, are all puns but none of them translate into <laughs> into english like uh phoenix wright's actual name in the japanese version is not a which literally means i understand yeah well that's because he's always like hmm, hmm Naruhodo. like it's the pun because he's always like hmm, hmm. You know, yeah he does the you guys can't see me but i'm doing the pose that he does when he's thinking and he nods his head up and down and that's kind of the nuanced stuff that we lose in translation mm-hmm. but let's be honest phoenix wright is a really awesome fucking name <laughs> and it, oh yeah i fucking like phoenix is just a really cool name but i feel like we're getting off track why are we even talking about this i have no because idea. i was I, I mentioned phoenix right because it's when when translators or localizers try way too hard oh yeah to make it try to to convince you of something that's obviously not true yeah but again it's when you've got a series that has a bunch of puns in japanese that obviously a western audience would not understand unless they understood Japanese, like, nuances like that, it makes sense mm-hmm. to try to do that. I'm not going to fault them for it. Yeah. Like, if, if let's say they had two different translations of the game where one is, like, literally just the Japanese one, but translated to English words, but it has all the puns, I don't think I would enjoy it very much. And yeah. that's how I feel about some manga and some novels as well. Like, sometimes literally translated is better, sometimes it's not. It's really up to the person and, you know, like you said about the Baki series, when they do the tongue twister, like, the entire point of this tongue twister thing was to show off, like, how amazing Hanakawa is with her literacy abilities. And you don't necessarily need the Japanese tongue twister to let me know that it's a tongue twister. Just translate to English. Like, do an English one. And it, it's like, oh, yeah, she can do tongue twisters. Okay, cool. Like, I don't need the literal translation. But there's also yeah. some times where the literal translation has nuances to the plot. And that's where I get a little irked because I'm like, ah, shit, that had something to do with the actual, like, plot of the series. So I kind of wanted to know what that meant. Like, you would understand a little bit more. But, yeah, it's it's a fucking crapshoot, man, is what it is. Yeah. So a lot of what we've talked about is, and, and this is just because it's a common language that we all speak, is talking about things that get translated into English. It's worth noting that not everyone on the earth can speak English. Um, and as much as stuff actually gets officially translated into English, the the more you get into other languages like Spanish, French, Italian, uh, you know, whatever, the less and less stuff gets more officially translated, which there's a lot of fan groups out there that do translations into these languages for stuff that never has, has never gotten official translations in that language. Is that equally wrong? I, see, again, it's it's because it's not available, right? And, mm-hmm. yeah, we can argue, like, Russian people, they probably wouldn't pay that much compared to, like, I don't know, Western, like, American people or something because, you know, we have the whole... E- economy to consider 
I'm not yeah. I'm not making any snide remarks. I'm just saying when you're so used to um doing something a certain way like pirating, you're kind of apprehensive to the thought of uh paying for something that was originally free cuz it's, you know, when you get used to not paying, it's kind of nice, right? Um they yeah. have to offer more incentives for the um official releases for you to go do that, which is why again with the at least for um subbing, it works well because there are plenty good incentives which is like better stream quality better subtitles faster releases more accurate releases they instill a sense of community because they usually have a bunch of like you know like in Crunchyroll, you have accounts you can talk to each other with and stuff and it's just it just feels like a better experience but i also understand like not everyone speaks english um the french the italian and the spanish speakers love anime just as much as like the americans and the english-speaking people do um, oh my god, like anime is pretty big in South America. <laughs> yeah, fucking anime is fucking huge. And there's also the fact like uh, a lot of Japanese novels get translated to Chinese very quickly because the Chinese audience is is pretty big. It's a huge market. J- the Japanese anime industry has always talked about how they want to break into the Chinese market because it's closer, it'll cost less, it's easier to uh, translate because, you know, they, sh- they should... The languages are way more similar than japanese to english yeah because you know japan stole kanji and they stole it from the chinese alphabet like quite literally it's all the same so it's a little bit easier to translate things um and a lot surprisingly a lot of uh, our english translations come from the chinese translations not the japanese fyi in case some people didn't know so it just shows you like people people want it in every language and they'll just do what they can to get it yeah. Well, you know, there there's probably a practical reason as to why the um a lot of English translations are done off of Chinese translations of Japanese works, and that's because if I'm going to go into uh like a college or wherever to learn a new language and I want to learn an Asian language, which one's going to be more uh practical down the road is it going to be chinese or is it going to be japanese? Well, there's a lot more people that speak chinese than japanese. Yeah, and I'm just saying that a lot of college students are, uh, like, at least here where I live, a lot of our college students are Chinese people. Like, they're Chinese citizens Mm. here on a student visa, and they like anime, too. And they want to get better at English as well, so they translate it from Chinese to English. Like, it goes both ways. Not just people who are Japanese to English, but people who are Chinese to English as well. There's a lot yeah. more. Well, that's what the uh, the college that I went to had a bit a uh, pretty nice business school, and like all the the students that I ever talked to that were either majoring or minoring in some kind of a business degree, they all said like the best thing you can do if you want to go into business, especially big business now, is learn Chinese. Yeah, because so it's it's a practical, it's a way more practical language to learn than Japanese. Yeah, and again. The Japanese send all their shit to China right now to get translated to Chinese because it's a big market too, so it's pretty mm-hmm. readily available. Yeah. Um, it also kind of brings to the fact, so a lot of people say you want the most original source. I mean, is there anything wrong with necessarily translating from a secondary source if something's already been translated from Japanese into some other language? Like, for example, I can speak Spanish, and I know that there are, um, uh, you know, fan-lated stuff that goes from either Japanese to Spanish or Chinese to Spanish, as you just said. I mean, is it necessarily... Are you losing more by translating from a secondary source to a primary source? Um, no sé, cabrón. Well, <laughs> I mean, I would say probably, but I don't have any first-hand experience with uh, multiple translations. But, like, just look at Google Translate. You know, that's all the evidence you <laughs> Just need. Plug out, plug your light novel into Google Translate one paragraph at a time. That's how you read it. No, but I mean like that whole thing where you take a phrase and then you translate it through multiple languages and it get, just gets so fucked up once it's... Oh, yes, as we've done yes, here on the podcast before with the Nozaku Game Night. And that's just proof in itself that, like, multiple translations, you're going to lose something. I don't think you lose that much, but I think maybe a little is lost. I think it depends on how many languages it's going through because, yeah, we, we have found out firsthand that if the more languages something goes through, the the easier it is to, for stuff to get lost. And it's obviously it's clearly worse for light novels and then manga. Oh, yeah, because it's just huge blocks of uh-huh. text. 
so I can talk a little bit about that. Um, you're talking about machine translations, and <laughs> yeah, machine translations bad. <laughs> like, oh, in all honesty, it only translates like I want to say twenty percent of the language correctly. So the other eighty percent is up to you to interpret. Yeah, well, like machine translation is great for individual words. If you just plug one word into a machine translator, it, it'll get it right most of the time. It's that interpretation of sentences and ideas that it doesn't understand. Yeah, and it's like it's also because some languages, like, so I speak an Asian language, right? Because I'm Asian. Um, in my native tongue, like, let's say to to go smoke a cigarette, it literally translates to to go burn the bitter fire or the bitter spice. Is what it translates to in English to mean like to the, if you literally translated it. And it's like, well, I know that this this means I'm going to go smoke a cigarette. But if you ask the machine to literally translate it, they wouldn't know that that's what it's supposed to mean. So they'd say, I go burn bitter spice. And that's kind of how machine translation works. And that's why it kind of sucks. Yeah. Honey, it doesn't I... leave any kind of room for... Uh... I guess colorful interpretation. I've tried yeah. watching anime that has been machine translated. It it hasn't been uh, admitted that it was machine translated, but it one hundred percent was. And let me <laughs> tell you, once I watched the same episode that was actually translated, it was literally an entirely different story. Like like the <laughs> plot completely changed. Like the characters were it's completely like, it's different. Like watching, it's like watching ghost stories in Japanese and then watching ghost stories in English. Exactly. Two completely different experiences. Ron, he's gonna rape us. <laughs> I can't be with you, not because you're a rabbit, but because you're black. <laughs> Oh my god, one of the best English dubs in history. Yeah. But that's not why it's so funny of a dub. It's because they literally are like, hey, we have this license for this thing that no one cares about, no one wants, just do whatever you want. Because it's literally right, right? I mean, an abridged series. It was literally an official... <laughs> kind of. It, no, not kind of. Yeah, it was. it was like an official abridged series. God, we should talk about... We should do an entire episode about Ghost Stories. It's such a good show. <laughs> it's, so it's actually... It's a terrible... It's a terrible, terrible show, but it, the, the dub is just amazingly funny. Um, but getting back on the co- topic about... Yeah, I, was, I actually had something I was going to uh, care him off this, but I've completely forgotten... <laughs> Like ghost stories, never mention it. God. Ghost, yeah, ghost story just completely derails anything we talk about. Um, oh god. Uh, oh, so uh, I was gonna speak dubs. Um, so we've talked about this in terms of things like subtitling and translating light novels and manga. But we haven't really talked about how this can affect dubs because fan dubs are a thing. They do exist. Um, they're not as pervasive, I would say, as something like. You know, fan subs or fan lations of manga and light novels, but they do exist. Um, distributing that is way more difficult than distributing, you know, fan translated light novels or or manga. But I think it's fair to say that some of these things have produced some really good quality shit. Really, like what? Well, okay. So if you think about it. Um, all of the abridged series are essentially fan dubs. True. Yeah, but they're they're comedy skits. You know, they rewrite the show. Yes, they're comedy. They're, it, it, it's it, they they chop up the animation and they kind of re-edit it into their own thing. But they are fan dubs. I mean, they are dubbed by fans separately yeah. from how so okay. anything else is dubbed. The difference. Well, I don't know if it is a difference, but for the most part, I see like fan subs as an alternative to official subs and f- these abridged dubs are a supplement because like most viewers do watch the original and then they also mm-hmm. watch the abridged whereas that it's one or the True. other with the subs. True like uh, a, a good example is Naruto abridged um I mean ob- the only reason I started watching Naruto is because I watched Naruto. <laughs> so you're right about that. Um I'm also thinking about how sometimes they'll just give uh, the for uh, official like dubs. They'll just show the the voice actors the clip, and then they ask the voice actors to come up with something. That was essentially what was done with Panty and Stocking. <laughs> yeah, 
I mean, they, they they sat the voice actors that they chose down and they said, all right, watch this. Look at the lip flaps. Come up with something. Yeah, and then, like, so Panny and Stocking is an example of how the dubbing industry, they they didn't literally translate everything. Like, I'd say only a good 60% of it was translated literally. The other 40% was just ad lib. Uh, a specific... And a lot of swearing. A lot of swearing. <laughs> a specific scene is, like, when... um. There's Panty and there's Stocking. Stocking's gaining weight or something. So then Panty's making fun of Stocking. And then in the Japanese, she's just like, like, pita, 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 pita. It's just like peak, 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 right? It's just a sound effect. But in mm-hmm. the uh, English one, she's like, she calls her fat, tubby, chubby. Like, she just uses insults. And I'm just like, fat ass, lard ass. Yeah, 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 like that. And I'm just like, yeah, it still gets the message across, but it, it kind of loses, like, the, what the, the Japanese original meaning was supposed to be was just like hey hey, i'm checking you out you're getting fat ha 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 and it's just like it kind of it went a little bit far it's like the the english dubbing was a lot more rude i guess oh it was it was they asked crass they were asked to fucking they were asked to fucking just ham it up yeah and it was extremely crass and i get that the show was supposed to be crass but it's not supposed to be like that far into it which is something i did not enjoy mm. but overall the, the experience uh, was the same of like yeah this is about two one slutty angel and one gluttonous angel and they're super crass and that's about it yeah i just i bring that up because it almost seems like something that was fan dubbed just the way it was done especially if you watch the japanese version and the english version back to back because there's there's enough difference between them to where i think yeah they just let the voice actors have fun yeah, which is a good thing. I mean, it makes it feel more authentic when the dub is done like that instead of oh, yeah. B-tier actors trying to fucking act. <laughs> um, God, I don't like a lot of dubs. I'll tell you, though. I'll tell you, if you want a really good time, even if you don't speak the language, I'd check out Spanish dubs, man. Especially Spanish dubs from like the early to late 2000s. They were fucking amazing. Yeah. Because <laughs> they actually use, they use Spanish soap opera stars to do the voice acting. Well, you see, no habla espanol. Um, oh, it doesn't matter when you can just we can watch Death Note. It's like, light. <laughs> so cute. <laughs> it's so good. It's like watching a telenovela. Okay, boomer. <laughs> Let's move on to our oh, next man. point because I, I I don't know. What what is the next point? I've completely see, forgotten what we are. In we've, this sec- we've we've gone too far off track, guys. We got to bring it in, reel it in, reel it in. <laughs> Show go. Uh, okay, so we, we've really we so we've talked a lot about um, the like the ethics of this and whether it's right or wrong. Um, I just wanted we, we didn't want to do this topic to harp on legality because we all know that piracy is illegal. Um, but it's obvious that as we've said, a lot of these people who do fan translations are they put a lot of work and there's typically a lot of creativity behind them. So should the law? provide any sorts of protection for them like at all no i mean this is especially relevant for light novels because the amount of work and creativity and like the hot sweat and blood that goes into translating that it's so much and it honestly is it honestly deserves a lot of respect translators deserve a lot of respect because what they do I honestly think is an art form. Like, yes, the original author is also an artist, but the translation is also very, very creativity um, heavy. Like, it does require a really in-depth understanding of not only the language, but, like, just a literary understanding in general. Yeah. So are you saying that the actual, the work of translation is inherently artistic? Of course. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I was just wondering if I needed some clarification on that. So I I said no. And the reason I'm saying no is because it depends, right? If you're a website that's translating it and trying to make a profit, because there are some people, some translators out there who are like, hey, give me money. Because I, you know, I'm I work part-time as a student. I'm doing this out of my good of my heart, so pay me money. I'm like, no, no, I don't want to do that. Um, I do understand, like, I when me and Jason were reading, uh, I think it was Riso Hime, I think it was that, 
we're reading um a light novel together a different like a, not in the same room not a weirdo um <laughs> he introduced me to a series <laughs> this isn't wotakoi you're not reading in the same room he introduced me to a, a series and we both got to the point where it was done translating and the translating group dropped it because they some things happened in real life and they just didn't have the time for it anymore so i did try my hand at machine translating a little bit and yeah it's oof. for one chapter of this volume it took me i want to say six and a half hours to translate like because again only only 20 percent of it is actually translated right i swear to god the rest is crap and you gotta reread it then you gotta look up these words and see what it means It, it took a long time um if i released that work and i was just like hey i did this for fun or i'm doing this as a side project um yeah have at it then yeah i I feel like they shouldn't say anything about that but you know that's not how publishing companies work they'll send you a cease and desist and be like hey quit that shit even if you're doing it for fun yeah and that's just kind of how and for free you're not expecting any kind of compensation and it. it doesn't matter to them the fact that you're even doing it means that people won't buy the official release and that's what sucks yeah I on I honestly think that in, 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 go ahead and you say it depends and I kind of agree with that too. I think if someone is is doing a translation of a work that does not have an official release in the country it's being done in and in the language it's being done in, I think that should fall under fair use. And for the most part, it does. A lot of translation groups will pick up series that don't have an official release. But then when the official release comes out, a lot of them also drop it because it's like, well, now that it has an official release, we don't want to get into any legal trouble. So we're dropping the series. Mm -hmm. That doesn't stop some people who own like blog posts and still do it. You know, thank them for. There's also nothing stopping the actual Japanese publisher from going across the ocean and saying, hey, stop that. Yeah. And this is, again, why I'm like, I feel like we should respect the law if you get sent a cease and desist please do it because it kind of sends a bad image to the rest of the translators who are just doing this for fun, doing it for the fans. Yes. And when you have groups that are like, no, fuck that. This should be free. It's like, no, dude, no, dude, I'm not part of your fight. Don't lump me in with you. Yeah. That's not a good look for you because it makes you seem entitled. Yeah. And then the rest of the industry is like, well, these fanlations are just trouble. They're trying to steal our business. They're ruining us. These multi-billion dollar companies that don't even pay their authors that much anyway. <laughs> Fucking assholes. We, we made one million dollars less last year. Yeah, boo-hoo. Anyway, aside from my sarcasm, um, that's why I said no, because for the most part, these companies, when they send their cease and desist, you should just listen to it. Like, yeah. until then, I, I said, yeah, you're right. Fair game. Yeah. I think, yeah, it, it, in, the, in the sense that if it's not available in the country and especially in the language you are translating it, I think that should fall under fair use until it actually gets an official release in your country or in your language. Now, what if it is officially released, at, but the and translation is shit? And the fan translation is much better. I I still think so. The idea of a translation being shit is very subjective and the law doesn't come down on things that are considered objective. So I think you're shit out of luck on that one. I mean, well, right. But what do you personally think? (laughs) All right. So legalities aside, I think you I think you should. I think I think the best thing to do would be to number one, let the company that actually officially translated know that you think it's shit. And if enough people think it's shit, it might get a retranslation. I don't think they're going to expend the money and the effort to do that. Quite honestly, they they might not, but it's it's worth trying because you never know what might happen. It, they might at least get the message and fire the translator that made the translation. Or you could be the change you want to see in the world. And yeah, translate we're it yourself. Start your own publishing company. <laughs> um, yeah. So legality aside, I I still like fanlations more than official releases for the mm-hmm. most part, just because you know, like you've been saying this entire time, it's just another option in case the official one sucks yeah. and I don't like it. I'll go read the fanlation one that apparently just has more passion behind it. Like, there's yeah, a why, lot of effort. Why is it that fanlations? can be better than the official translation even though the official translation actually has money behind it because I don't the official understand. translation because is done by a guy or a girl someone being paid to do it it's their job they don't necessarily not like because the they want to do it it's because they have so to they don't give being a shit. told to do it money <laughs> corrupts everyone 
Yeah. Now okay. I, I will say one of the things that that makes uh, I, I mentioned this earlier, uh, the company Vertical. One of the things that makes their translations a little better, in my opinion, is they try to choose translators for their projects who are actually passionate about the project the projects that they've licensed. Hmm. Yeah, and that is. <laughs> it's just it again. Translators, translators, they do this for fun for the most part. They do it for practice, and they like what they're doing. They like the series that they're doing. It's easier to be more critical of what you're doing when you enjoy what you're doing because you want to crank out quality content. Like You want to actually translate what the author is trying to convey to you properly versus someone who's being yeah. paid is like, well, this, you could say it means this, and I don't want to spend another 30 minutes thinking about this one phrase in this fucking 7,000-word chapter. Yeah. Or spend, or spend another day or two researching what this particular character actually means in its entire history in the language. Yeah, like, fuck that noise. <laughs> I'm only getting, whereas someone who's passionate about the language itself, learning the language, and the project that they're working on, they will put in the time to do that. Well, there's also the fact that when we're talking about official translators, they're like editors. You know, They, they work on a certain amount of words per money charge or whatever. Like, I'll... For the two thousand words, I pay you got to pay me fifteen dollars, right? Yeah. And on top of that, there's also like they can also do hourly charges, which is honestly not the way to go. Editors should always, if you're doing editing pieces for at least worded material, always charge by the amount of words or letters. Yes. Like that's just trust me. In the long run, it may seem like not a lot of money, but in the long run, it's way worth more of your time than it is charging by hour. For sure, especially if you're a good translator, <laughs> because people will want you. Yeah, so that's kind of a part of the reason why I feel like they don't want to take as much time, because it's like, why, if you're revisiting the same phrase that you're translating, like, three, four, five different times to try to get a perfect translation of it, you're not getting paid any extra money. So mm -hmm. what is the incentive for these people who are, who, sure, they, they're being officially paid, but there's no incentive to get it properly conveyed? As long as it kind of makes sense, it's like, well, yeah, this could mean this, even if it it's not the best yeah. translation of it. Yeah. So what I'm I hearing agree. is that publishing houses should pay their translators better or hire or and hire uh, translators that are actually passionate about their projects. And that, that's a good point because a lot of people who started out, especially in the late 90s through the early 2000s, started out just doing this, ha have become like full-fledged professional fan or fan, full-fledged professional translators. Yeah, except we've had a discussion about this before where I went on a, on a fucking tirade about <laughs> of translation. Like a lot of the people who, again, do this, they're doing it out of a hobby. They don't necessarily want to do it as a nine to five. Um Mm -hmm. There is a big difference when you do something as a hobby and a passion project versus doing something as a job. Like jobs are deadlines, oh, yeah, there's sure. more pressure, and sometimes you just like uh, don't enjoy doing the work anymore when that happens. And Honey, that's you... where the money comes in. The enjoyment gets supplemented by the cash. <laughs> I can't. I, I I understand what John's saying because I've seen it with a lot of video game streamers where they start out and they're really passionate about everything, and five to ten years down the road, they are just coming on stream to make money, and that's it. Yeah, uh -oh. and that's just kind of how it works, you know. That's kind of why a hobby exists. It's something that you should dedicate yourself to as seriously as you should take like a job or something else in your life, something you're passionate about. You should just be passionate about it. And it should just be about your yep. enjoyment of it. It should never be about the money. Like, for a lot of people, their hobbies are just time and money sinks. Like, and it's okay because it's something that they enjoy doing. And that whole bullshit... You mean like this podcast? Yeah. Like, this podcast is just <laughs> a fucking time sink, a money sink. And I do it just because I enjoy it, you know? And sure, if I was getting paid, that'd be nice. But I feel like... Then once I started getting paid, then I'd hold myself to a higher role. I'd be more critical of a lot of things, and it's just, it just doesn't seem fun anymore. It, Start drinking. Well, <laughs> it becomes, when it becomes a business, it doesn't become a hobby. You know, when it transitions from a hobby to a business, it's not fun. You can't. I'm supposed to relax, you know? I can't relax if I'm thinking about it like a business. Listen, if, if it becomes a business, we could just hire someone to do the I thought you were going to say, we can just hire someone to relax for you. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> 
You just give them a list. Hey, here's my video games for the week. I need you to beat these yeah. by Sunday. Review this, this, get this, all these this. dailies done while I'm doing the podcast. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. That's that's the whole thing. The, the whole the whole point of this is that it, it's a passion. Yeah, just like this podcast. <laughs> so thank you all there for dropping it to listen to us. We hope you enjoyed it because we always enjoy bringing this stuff to you. If you want to check out previous episodes of the podcast, you can find us on YouTube, SoundCloud, iTunes, and Spotify. If you want to keep up with what we're doing, you can join us on Discord, Facebook, Twitter, and our website. Shoot us an email if you have any questions or if you have ideas for topics you would like for us to talk about in the future. Links to all these things will be down below in the description. As always, I have been your host, Alex, and I will see you next time. Go to work, John. (laughs) Don't need to tell me twice. I'm out. (laughs) Bye.